Welcome, everybody, to a NFL bonus episode of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast. We're coming at you on a little bit of a different day, different schedule. Every now and then, we're going to pop up with these bonus special episodes to run down something that we think is interesting and going on in the sports world out there. Today's episode, this NFL bonus episode, is sponsored by Edward Jones. If your job situation is changing because of layoffs or restructuring, listen up, Andrew Luck. It's very important to review your retirement plan. Contact your Edward Jones Financial Advisor today to schedule an appointment at 1-865-988-7560 or visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SPIC. With us today on this bonus episode, we've got Christopher Collette and Matthew Hickey Hickman. Gentlemen, how we doing on this Tuesday night? Fantastic here. I'm uh, coming to you from the uh, home two suites in Chattanooga. So uh, this is a, a little bit of a road game for me. Ooh, got an upgrade, I see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know it, man. Chris, are you in the baby bunker yet? Oh, man. I'm just trying to hide out for my wife right now and just pray she doesn't say she's uh, ready to go to the hospital. So <laughs> it's our, that time. Just hiding, our, hiding out. <laughs> for our loyal listeners out there, uh, Chris's wife's due date is today, actually. Yes. Uh, so, so far, so good. Uh, as always, you can find the uh, Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast on Twitter, at Sports Nuts Pod. Look into our Facebook group, Sports Nuts and Beer Guts Podcast. And please like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Uh, we've been blown away by the listeners and the feedback we've gotten so far. So for this special NFL bonus episode, we're just going to kind of break down each division, let you know what to expect. This is going to be a little different, a rundown than what we typically do. Uh, we're going to be just NFL-focused here today. Guys will be ready to tackle the NFL. Oh, yeah. We've got one more week of the preseason to uh, to digest, and then we get real games. Let's start with probably the most boring division in all of the NFL, the AFC East. Our listeners out there, that's the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Pats. Hickman, who do we assume wins the AFC East? Uh, well, just like every other season for the past decade, it's a very safe assumption that the New England Patriots will win the division. You know me, I'm convinced they could roll out with uh, Brian Hoyer, Brian Griffin, whoever to play quarterback, and the New England Patriots will win the AFC East. Chris, is there any competition for the for the Pats? Uh, probably not. My- <laughs> Miami's trying to lose games. The Jets, uh, they hired Adam Gase as their head coach. They already weren't good, so it looks like they're trying to lose games as well. The Bills are kind of intriguing, but those those running backs, man, they sure could use Melvin Gordon. (laughs) That's who they need. Honestly, though, I I think that I think New England wins wins eleven or twelve, and I don't think any other. I think the other three teams all lose double digits. Do we do we think the other three teams combined for twenty wins over or under? Uh, under. I'll take the under. Yeah, uh, probably we have to think about that because the Dolphins probably aren't winning six games. Uh, they're trying to lose everything, so pretty confident the Pats are going to come out of that division. Um, any exciting storylines uh, anywhere in that division? Bills, Dolphins, Jets, or Patriots? I mean, anytime you have young quarterbacks, that could be interesting, and all three teams have them. Miami, of course, trading for for Rosen. I mean, even though he was a disaster last year, I think that was honestly a pretty, pretty good roll of the dice for the Dolphins. Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. Don't see that working out super well. Um, and then, of course, 
Josh Allen in Buffalo. He's he could be a pretty exciting player, but still, it's Buffalo. They're snake bitten. There's, I guess, the most positive thing you could say about these three teams: they have young quarterbacks, and there's potential for excitement. That's about all I got. <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, the Bills are the only one that I think have a chance. Uh, the Jets, Gase is going to play super slow. It's not going to work out with uh, with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, the Bills with Josh Allen, as you mentioned, I mean, he was a, a top three fantasy quarterback over the last six weeks of, of last year. Thank you, Matthew in... Barry. <laughs> Shout out to the Barrister. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Pats run away with this. I don't think anybody else is even sniffing the playoffs out of that division. So let's move on down to a division we actually care about, the AFC North. we got the Bengals, Browns, Ravens, and Steelers. I am a uh, diehard Bengals fan. Hickman's a diehard Steelers fan. So, Chris, I'm going to throw it to you first um, as a bipartisan observer. Who comes out of the AFC North? Uh, this is kind of a process of elimination here. The uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, uh, they're going to win the AFC North. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know how, but they're going to win it. Uh, <laughs> You're the buying Bengals, the hype train. The Bengals have no shot. Like, zero zilch, not a sorry, Logan. No <laughs> chance. I'm, I'm not buying the Ravens. The Ravens had to win something like eight straight games or eight out of nine just to make the playoffs last year. Uh, Lamar Jackson in year two will take a step back instead of a step forward. So he's he's out. And the Steelers, um, this is kind of a Ewing theory, getting rid of Antonio Brown, and it could make him better because that dude's a nutcase. But <laughs> I don't know. I was between the Steelers and the Browns, and I, I kind of like Freddie Kitchens. Uh, he, he looked competent as a head coach, which is something the Browns haven't been able to say for uh, most of my lifetime. So, don't forget yeah. the Romeo Cornell years, man. Oh, man. They've had some bad coaches. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was in quarterbacks. Uh, it was Browns or Steelers. One of the two is a toss up. Uh, and I, I went Browns. They have more talent. Well, I'm going to say you're crazy. Um, sure. The Browns have talent. I'm not buying the hype train. They had the 30th ranked defense last year. And so what did they do? Freddie kitchens decided he needed to bring in Odell Beckham, Kareem hunt, Jarvis Landry, um, brought in plenty of weapons on offense. That defense is still terrible. And believe it or not, the uh, Steelers last year actually had a top five offense and a top ten defense. And it's playoffs. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention anything, but since yeah. you did, um, we were all cheering when they missed the playoffs last year. That was actually part of my tiebreaker is the Steelers always have two games every year that they inexplicably lose. So I was like, man, that's, that's going to be my tiebreaker there. <laughs> yeah, I think the Ravens are the only team that can challenge the Steelers, but I, I actually think the Steelers win this one probably by two games. I don't think the Bengals are in contention. We've got a head coach who has never even uh, – I don't even think he's been a coordinator at any level, but he was a quarterback's coach with a good offense, but that defense is still a mess. Hickman, tell us why the Steelers are not going to win the division. Well, the Steelers, if – I mean, I think they will, but if they, if they weren't, it's going to be – um, because the defense doesn't improve like I, I think it will, and they don't find any weapon opposite uh, Juju. Um, one of those receivers is going to have to step up just just based on opportunity. And Dante Moncrief has, if anything, he's proven that he's not good. <laughs> he's had multiple opportunities with multiple good quarterbacks <laughs> to do a lot. So, uh, what the dudes now played with, what Roethlisberger, Brady, and Luck. If you're you can't catch balls from those guys, good luck. 
James Washington shows potential. Anyway, that, that's that would be the reason they don't. I think the Steelers will, but I think the defense is going to be pretty solid. Um, the secondary won't be the sieve it was. I uh, really like Devin Bush. think he's going to be good. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say the Steelers win it, but this division is going to be one where they beat up on one another. Um, I like Cincinnati more than most, actually. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they stumble their way to seven wins or so. Cleveland, the super teams, they just never never seem to pan out. And Logan makes a, a great point. They're, what, what have they done defensively? Who, who are they going to stop? Oh, uh, the defensive line is pretty good. Did you just say the Browns are a super team now? Okay, so <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been I mean, since, since their running back was Jim Brown, but what I mean is these teams that have a, an influx of a ton of um, free agents. Remember the Eagles years ago when they added uh, Osman, Vince Young made that uh, statement that it feels like he's coming on a dream team, and they promptly went, what, like 6-10? and 10. Uh, I feel like that happens a lot when a team has just a ton of free agents it makes the splashes that way. It rarely pans out. Well, it's not just the free agents, but I mean, you got Baker Mayfield who doesn't mind to talk a lot. You bring in Odell Beckham who has a huge ego. You've got you bring in Kareem Hunt who we know has some issues in his past. I'm just not sure how all those guys share a locker room. I'm not real sure what you know. Bringing in Kareem Hunt, I think it's it's worse bringing him eight games into the season than as opposed to at the beginning. Because then you're going to have an upset Nick Chubb, an upset Odell. He's not getting the ball enough. I said Jarvis Landry's used to catching 100 balls a year. I think they're a dumpster fire. I'm not sure about old Freddie Kitchens. He looks good, but he looks good because he followed one of the best <laughs> coaches in professional football. I refuse to say his name. So I'm not a believer in the Browns. I do think it's the Steelers. Um, I do think, too, that the Ravens are sneaky. I just think that they are – I think they're well coached. I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to be great, but I think he could be good enough. I think they're going to continue to ground and pound their way through the division, um, maybe sneaking into a wild card spot, but I think they probably just barely miss it. Next up, we got the AFC South. We got the Colts, the Jaguars, the Texans, the Titans. Chris is our resident Titans fan. How do you see the AFC South falling apart this year? Um, but before Saturday night, I would have said the Indianapolis Colts would run away with the division, but then Andrew Luck retired and it's wide open, like as wide open as wide open gets. I don't think much there, there's any, I don't think there's any separation from one to four. Uh, I include the Jags who I think are kind of getting slept on a little. They have a good defense. False is at least competent at quarterback. Uh, I really expect nine and seven to win the division, and I wouldn't expect the team to finish worse than seven and nine. So, it's a coin toss division. I'm I'm a Titans fan, so let's. Uh, I'm picking the Titans, uh, but I don't feel overly confident. <laughs> I'm I'm going with the Texans out of this division. One, they had a better record than the Colts did last year. Um, I didn't think luck was going to make that big of a difference um, to bring them over the top there. But not having him is a huge loss. Right now, the Colts have almost $30 million in cap space that they're not going to be able to spend for this year. They've got the most money to spend this year of any team. Um, that offensive line is going to be good, but sorry, Jacoby Brissett, Mr. Brisket. But uh, I don't think he's he's going to be the one to do it. Um, so I actually do like the Texans and the Jags out of this. Sorry, Chris, but I just don't know what the Titans are bringing to the table. Um, other than a bunch of mediocre talent and mediocre coaching and coming from a mediocre city. Ooh, 
Man, you just <laughs> Logan, just throwing daggers, man. Hey, we'll we'll see if Logan gets an invite to the uh, yearly hockey trip this year. <laughs> yeah, I'll have another hernia. <laughs> we got to back out somehow. Hickman, who, uh, who who wins the AFC South? All right, uh, my here's, here's my first hot take: Houston wins twelve. Oh, they have they have the highest ceiling among the teams in this division. I think the, I think the Colts. I I would have had the Colts winning the division as well. I don't think Luck is quite uh, Alan Wallace transcendent, but I think he's he's good. Uh, definitely a difference maker uh, on that team. I think they dropped to seven and nine, six and ten. I think the other three teams: uh, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Indy, all hover between eight and eight and six and ten. And uh, Houston feasts on the division and uh, wins eleven or twelve. Wow! If they win twelve, I would be completely astonished. Who's the head coach of the Texans? Yes, right. it's Bill, is this, it is right still it? Bill O'Brien. Is it still Bill O'Brien? Who's the GM has, of the Who's the GM of the Texans, Chris? Um, that would be nobody. <laughs> oh, could it still Bill O'Brien? <laughs> We're already how, seeing. How about Bill O'Brien winning a power struggle with anybody? <laughs> we're already seeing an issue they've lost the running back um i mean i do think this this is a tough division um, but lamar miller's terrible so is it really losing our running back <laughs> here's uh, here's the thing about the, the texans their, their season starts off they have to play the afc south which is difficult or sorry the nfc south uh but the second half of their schedule really lightens up at the end of the year they get the titans twice the bucks the broncos how's that lightening uh, up Colts. well i mean titans twice titans, come on titans man Twice in three weeks. I hate when they do that schedule-wise. They play week 15 and 17, but whatever. I don't know. I just see uh, uh, the, the the second half of their skis- season, most of the games are extremely winnable. Y'all are sleeping on the Titans, man. Yeah, Titans defense is solid. Derrick Henry can run the ball. Mariota, we'll see. The defense and running but, game would have worked fantastic in 1989. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Derrick Henry get like half his yards in two games last year? Um, he, he was very good the last four games of the season. We'll just forget he played there uh, 12 other games before that. So. <laughs> well, to be fair, he did have the most exciting play of all of last year. I was Agreed. down in Florida watching where he stiff-armed three people and somehow 240-pound Derrick Henry ran 90-some yards down the field. So then we uh, round out the AFC with the AFC West, Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs, and Raiders. Um, I think this one gets exciting I think the Raiders are all hype. Gruden's ship has sailed. Um, I don't think they're doing a whole lot. I think the Broncos might be the worst team in the NFL this year. Wow. Um, I don't think this. Wow. They got a rookie head coach, so who knows what's going to happen. But when you're bringing in Joe Flacco to be your guy, because you already have Philip Lindsay at running back and you don't need anybody else, um, I get a little nervous. The receivers are all old. So I think those two are basically eliminated. And that leaves the Chiefs and the Chargers. The Chiefs, one of the most exciting teams in the NFL, who also somehow has a terrible defense um, with the Chargers, who are surprisingly top 10 in offense, top 10 in defense almost every year. Um, I still think the Chiefs find a way to win this division, but I think the Chargers are right behind them. Does that sound right to you, Hickey? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a division of the haves and the have-nots. Um, I don't know why you're downplaying Denver with Emmanuel Sanders and his ruptured ACL and, you know, <laughs> Joe Flacco and all the mediocre tight ends they have. Real quick, my favorite Joe Flacco story ever was when the dude signed his massive contract after winning the Super Bowl 
And like hours later, he's spotted at the drive-thru at McDonald's buying a 20-piece McNugget value meal. There's like a picture that's circulated online of Joe and his, you know, giant truck in the drive-thru. Anyway, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't he still drive like an 80-year-old pickup truck, like an 80-year-old, a 20-year-old pickup truck? I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, I, if you told me Joe Flacco drove a jacked-up 99 Ram, I would totally believe it. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, Chiefs Chiefs and Chargers are going to battle it out. Both these teams win double digits. I mean, you'd like to be more creative than, than to look at what happened last year as an indicator, but those two teams just top to bottom are so much better than the others. I think Oakland is an absolute dumpster fire. Um, I think it's going to be super entertaining to see how they flame out uh, and when it happens, but we'll get to the other Gruden team in a minute, but uh, this could be, uh, could be a fun, once again, fun to watch Oakland burn, but Chiefs and Chargers, one wins – you know, 12, the other one, 11, but those, yeah, I, I have the chiefs winning, but, but, you know, just barely. Chris, I, if, if the Raiders win six games or fewer, is Gruden on the hot seat? Um, he's not on the hot seat because Mark Davis doesn't have <laughs> enough money to buy him out of his contract. <laughs> so uh, crazy to me. He, he, he has, <laughs> he could have the coolest seat in the NFL and, and be one of the, not so great coaches in the NFL. Uh, I, I agree. Oakland's not that good. Denver's not that good. I think the Chargers—they're already really banged up. Uh, hmm. Russell Okung, the left tackle, he's out with uh, blood clots, so there's no real promise he's going to play this year. Uh, Derwin James, their probably best defender, he's out for three to four months with a foot surgery. So. They already have two pretty big injuries, and I could see the injuries just piling up for a team that doesn't have much depth. Uh, if Philip Rivers goes down, there's nothing there. Uh, I don't, I don't see them being an 11 win team. I think they're more of a nine and seven, maybe an eight and eight team right now. So, so you're, you're worried about Philip Rivers going down, the quarterback who has basically played every game the last like 47 years. Uh, yeah, eventually he's not going to play every game for 47 years. <laughs> he did play the 07 AFC Championship game with a torn ACL, too. So, Yeah, suck it, Tom Brady. <laughs> so, real quick, we just went over the whole AFC, and we are consensus of only two teams being good. Is that correct? <laughs> um, yeah, the Patriots and Chiefs. Right, right. That's, the the yeah. AFC is awful. It's not great. I would agree. Um, just so everybody is uh, is in the loop, I don't know if you guys saw the muscle hamster Doug Martin's officially on IR. Oh that, no! I don't know if that adjusts any of your all's Oakland Raiders plans for this year, but he is officially oh, done for no. the year. So let's work our way to the NFC East. We got the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants, and the Redskins. Uh, I think this is another dumpster fire division. But Chris, where where are you at in the NFC East? I think the Eagles win, and they win by quite a few games. Uh, the Redskins and Giants, uh, their over-under is six this year for both of them. I don't see how there's any scenario where either one hits six wins. Uh, pound the under. Absolutely pound it. The Cowboys, I, they're an 8-8 eight eight team. I, I think Dak is a quarterback that his his ceiling is, is wherever the rest of his team takes him. I don't think it's a bad team, but I think they end up 8-8, eight and eight, so... Eagles go twelve and four, just because they go probably five and one in their division. If I set the over under for starting quarterbacks for the Giants and the Redskins combined this year at four, are you taking the over or the under? I'm taking the over. <laughs> Hickman, 
I mean, I would take the over because I think Washington might beat that by themselves. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see any way that Eli um, – he may not even start the season with the Giants, but there's no way that he ends the season on that Giants roster. Um, but I'm with you on the Cowboys. Hickman, you in agreement that the Eagles win this one by two games? Yeah, the, I love I love Philly. I think they're they're I think they're really good. I think Dallas. Uh, I'm going to give them a tick better than Chris. Uh, I say they're close. I think between nine and seven, ten and six. Which again, that's we're splitting hairs here. But mediocre. I'm going to say the upside of mediocre. But yeah, Philly wins the division. Jason Witten coming back out of retirement doesn't sway, sway the needle for you guys. It might sway it the other way a little bit. He's been taking he's been taking leadership reps for a whole year on TV. So. I, I just hope he's a better tight end right now than he was an announcer last year. <laughs> well, he couldn't well, be much worse. He yeah, was awful. Oh, the the one thing about the Cowboys is they open the season with probably the softest opening three games possible. I don't know the order, but I know they play the Giants, Redskins, and Dolphins to open the season. Ooh. So they could get to three and zero and have some momentum going their way and and kind of have a flukish 12 and four year just riding that wave, but they'll come which, back to earth eventually. But for all you fantasy players out there, that's probably also why Zeke is going to miss games this year because they should not should not need him for the Giants, Washington, and definitely not for for the Dolphins there. So then we've got the NFC North: the Bears, the Lions, the Packers, and the Vikings. Uh, I think this one's actually pretty intriguing. Hickman, how do you see this one shaking out? Yeah, this is an interesting division because I think you have three solid teams and the, the Lions. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I have Green Bay uh, having a resurgence this year. Uh, I think everybody's – I mean, it's kind of hard to sleep on Aaron Rodgers, but I feel like we've not talked about it as much. I still think he's the most talented quarterback that I've ever seen. Um, I think they scrapped their way back to 11 wins. The Bears – Man, they. I feel like there's going to be a regression to the mean uh, for them, especially turnovers. That was what they made their made hay on last year, and those you know fumbles are usually fifty fifty proposition. They're not going to recover as many. Minnesota, I think, in Chicago, I think all three three of these teams are really close. But I'm gonna have the Packers winning the division, winning ten or eleven. Chris, you a Packer? You a Fudge Packer? Uh, I I think they make the playoffs. I don't think they win the division. I, I think this could be a scenario where you have three teams that go 10 and 6. I think the Bears, yeah. Packers, and Vikings, you really are splitting hairs. I mean, the Bears have the defense. The Packers have the offense. The Vikings have a little of each, not a lot, but a little. Uh, and the Lions, I'm, I, we can discard them as being any kind of <laughs> serious threat to either any of these three teams. So I'm, I'm going to go Packers or go Bears to win the division. Packers, they'll probably be a wild card team out of there. Vikings will probably end up with the same record, lose a tiebreaker, but uh, those three are really close, really, really close. Fantasy-wise, I love Dalvin Cook. Draft him if you haven't drafted already. You heard it here, 1,600 yards this year. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, Chris. I thought I heard somebody say 1,600 yards referring to a, a Vikings running back that's not named Adrian Peterson. Uh, it happened. <laughs> well, take. yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's too hot for my blood. I'm, I'm taking the Bears in this division. I think they are going to continue to improve. Um, I like the idea of David Montgomery in that offense, and that offense taking a step forward. Now you got the second year under with uh, with Nagy and, and Trubisky at the helm. I, I do think the Packers are good. I don't know really what to make of them, to be honest with you. I think they're better than the six wins they had last year. Yeah. Um, but I think they're in that 9-10 to 10 realm. 
And then I think the Vikings are just solid as well. I think they're in that. Uh, they may have the same same record as, as Sigmund said of the Packers. I think they're just on the outside. You gotta love those receivers in Minnesota. I mean, that's that's like if anything, they're fun to watch. The Thielen and Diggs combo. Yeah, I like them a lot better than the running backs there in Minnesota. That's for sure. Huh. So, so the NFC South, we've got the Bucks, the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Saints. And this traditionally used to be the division that whoever lost the division the year prior was going to win it the next year. Which last year that would have been the Bucks, who won five games last year. I don't think they're winning it this year. But Chris, who is going to win it this year? I'm going to go with the uh, Carolina Panthers. Oh, I I think they're uh, putting some stuff together. I think they're going to be. Uh, I think they're going to be pretty damn good. Uh, are, they, are they putting a bionic leg or arm on Cam Newton because he seems I, to be falling apart? I think I think he'll be fine this year. I mean he he's a little dramatic. Uh, I mean he he did what he like get helped off the field he's in a walking boot and then two days later he's like in practice like nothing happened uh to be he, fair to be fair it was a stylish walking boot like it went with his whole fashion statement he was making after the game almost as if he had prepared all that ahead of time <laughs> yeah um i i think carolina's i i like their team i like cam i like mccaffrey i think their wide receivers more and samuel are good enough and I think their defense is uh, good enough as well. So I like what Carolina's doing. Hickman, you and I were chuckling. I'm assuming uh, you're with me, and you do not necessarily love the uh, the Panthers to win this division. Who do you have? Well, I was chuckling because uh, Chris beat me to the hot take. I was going to have Carolina win the division too. I think oh, they put it together. Goodness. Yeah. Air yeah. five. Bam. Yeah. Now the, the I think I think this is a. Honestly, I can see three of the four teams go to the Super Bowl out of this division. The Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons. I think all three of those teams are better than anyone in the AFC North or South. Those three could all end up with I mean, both these past two divisions we mentioned are just full of I mean, they're they're brutal. But I think all three of those teams are playoff contenders. I actually have them all in the playoffs. Twelve twelve win ceiling, ten win, I think, floor between all three of them. I am uh I like the Saints. I like the Falcons. I think the Panthers they are what they are. They're an 8-8 eight eight team, like I feel like they are pretty much every year. I do think the Bucks are improved, yep. which, I, which I think takes away some of, of the you know, potential for 12 wins out of this division. But I think the Saints get double-digit wins. I think the Falcons get just enough to make a wild card and make it to the playoffs. Um, I, think they're a, I think the Falcons are a sneaky team this year. They've got uh, basically the, the exact same roster they had a couple years ago. They've just made some... Uh, coordinator changes. There's good stuff on the horizon for the Falcons, and you got to give them props. They have probably right now the nicest stadium in America and some of the cheapest concession prices in America. And I am all for cheap concessions. You got to go with that good karma they're getting off that one. <laughs> we got we got to go to a game there. What is it about Georgia and, and cheap concessions with the Masters and the uh, and the Falcons? Hospitality. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. There's 49 other states. We figured that one out. <laughs> Hospitality, I like it. We got Nappy Roots uh, Southern Hospitality in here. <laughs> so last division for us, the NFC West, 49ers, the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Seahawks. I'm pretty confident the Rams are going to run away with this. I think the only team that has a chance is the Seahawks to keep up. But I, uh, I'm not a Garoppolo believer at this point in the 49ers. I think the Cardinals are not going to be near as good as everybody thinks they're going to be this year. 
So to me, this is the Rams, and the Rams win easy. McVay somehow at 27 years old knows what he's doing um, and does it does it better than most at this point. Chris, NFC West, who wins it? Uh, the Rams. They they win by a lot, and I selfishly hope the Seahawks go like four and twelve this year because it would be nice if uh, the Seahawks had a coach that wouldn't just waste a top five talent in Russell Wilson. I don't understand why in 2019 they think they need to run the ball behind a shitty offensive line, but that that's their strategy. They're they're all in on their. I mean, percentage of plays. They're they're the most run heavy team in the NFL, and they have a top five quarterback. So it makes Absolutely no sense. I would love if they went four and twelve and got a new coach because they're wasting Russell Wilson. Cardinals, I agree, they're going to be terrible. Cliff Kingsbury, he couldn't win at Texas Tech, his alma mater, which is a Big Twelve team. Uh, I don't know how he's going to win in the NFL, but I wish him luck. And the Forty ers I I like Shanahan as a coach, and but I tend to tend to agree with uh, Logan Garoppolo. It looks like he's seeing. Seeing phantom rushers coming to him, he's throwing the ball. Just the first throw that comes to him, he's throwing. And right now, that's to the other team. So the Rams, they they run away with this division. Any dissenting remarks from you, Hickey? No. Only my only comment is that uh, it's like when uh, Pete Carroll chose not to hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch in Super Bowl Forty Nine <laughs> that broke him, and he's been deciding to run the ball in the wrong situations ever since. So. Anyway, uh, no, I think I put the over-under for San Francisco and Arizona together at 10 wins. Um, Seattle's not going to be a tough – I mean, they're going to be a, a tough beat at home at, at any point. So, I, you know, I think just for that they're going to get to eight wins. But I agree. We're going to finish up tonight um, rolling through some player predictions, trying to figure out who's going to win some of these postseason awards. We're going to start with the MVP of the NFL. Hickman, who do you have for 2019? I know this pick's been floated around a lot, but uh, I'm going to go with my boy Carson Wentz. I love the guy. I think he stays healthy. He goes back to his form from two years ago, uh, puts up some big numbers. Philly, uh, again, is going to feast on that division. I think Carson Wentz gets it. Chris? Uh, well, I picked the Panthers to win the uh, NFC South, so i got to pick Cam Newton, 60-1. to uh. All right, uh, that's a good value. I think I think he's going to get some love uh, if, the, if the Panthers do play well. Uh, his stats obviously aren't going to be comparable to – other players, but if the Panthers could somehow get to thirteen and three, I think he has some things going his way. Dark horse, I would kind of pick Deshaun Watson. He's also sixty to one. Uh, same kind of scenario. If they go twelve and four, just run away with the division. He puts up some big numbers. I could see it happening. So I like the odds there at sixty to one for both. Yeah, I actually like the Watson pick a lot, but I actually went with Carson Wentz. I think they've got a ton of weapons on offense. That team is going to be really good, and he's going to be the one uh, grabbing all the stats and all the headlines there. Offensive player of the year, assuming it's not the MVP that we just picked. I hate to say it, but I'm actually thinking along the same lines as Chris, but I went with Christian McCaffrey as the offensive player of the year. Uh, the receivers um, in for Carolina are average at best, so if they're going to put up anything, it's going to be on his back. I think you've uh, you've got a couple workhorse backs in the NFL, uh, Barkley being one of the others. Uh, Kamara is out there, but McCaffrey's gonna he's gonna do it all. And I think if they are a playoff team, it's gonna be on his shoulders. Chris, are you uh, are you picking another Panther for the offensive player of the year? Uh, I, I'm not. I I think there's a good chance whoever wins the MVP is gonna win the offensive player of the year. 
But for sake of argument, I'll go. I'll go elsewhere. I did say Dalvin Cook would have 1,600 yards rushing this year. He's my offensive player of the year. Big fan this year, Dalvin Cook. Hickman, where are you at? Um, so I'm going to go with the guy for for which I overpaid in my fantasy draft, but I think he is the uh, best receiver in football, DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm going to go with. I think he's going to have a massive year. Defensive player of the year, Chris. Who you got? I'm going to go with Darius Leonard of the Colts. Uh, he's 33 to one. If somehow the Colts could make it to the playoffs, I think it's going to be because of the defense. And uh, he he put up huge numbers last year as a rookie. He's on the radar as a as a stud defensive player. And at 33 to one odds, I, I like him. So Darius Leonard. Pigman, I hope you have a better idea than Chris did. <laughs> Actually. Tempted just to you know go back to back with with Aaron Donald. It's, I mean, you have some great odds on that two to one right now. I mean, okay, so if we're, <laughs> if we're betting, I would go go elsewhere. Um, you know, what Luke Keekley's plus thirty three hundred too. But um, if Derwin James was healthy, I would choose him. But I'm I'm gonna I'm still gonna go Donald. I'm going. Again, I like the Bears more than most, probably. I'm a Khalil Mack believer this year. Um, I think he's going to wreak havoc. It also leads into my offensive rookie of the year. I'm going David Montgomery. Uh, I think the Bears got something special there. They're going to rely on that run game a lot. Um, So I'm going David Montgomery. Matt, where are you going? Dude's going to put up a ton of numbers. They're going to be awful. He's going to get hit a bit, but he's going to put up big numbers as Kyler Murray. Um, You do realize that. Kyler Murray actually has to play like he can't be on IR to win the award, right? I, I know, I know. Okay. He's he's not going to get broken in half quite yet, but I mean, yeah. he he's five nine. He weighs about one hundred and forty seven pounds, soaking wet. No yeah. concerns. I see no downside. Okay. <laughs> hey, sounds like Tariq Cohen. He's a running back and gets hit every play. Chris, I tend to agree with Logan. Uh, uh, David Montgomery at ten to one. Would be my pick if I want to go with kind of a dark horse. I think Daniel Jones at forty-two to one because he's a quarterback. Because I think he's going to see the field sooner than sooner than week eight. So I think he's going to have time to put up some stats. I think at forty-two to one is pretty good odds. So not opposed to that one. Defensive rookie of the year. There's only one one name that should be at the tip of everybody's tongue. Chris, I'm going to skip you because I know you don't know football. Hickman, <laughs> defensive rookie of the year. Uh, probably should be Nick Bosa, but I'm going to go Devin Bush nope. in Pittsburgh. He's going to have again. he's going to have a big year. You're wrong. It, Nobody cares, Chris. <laughs> when, when was the last time the Steelers had like a good rookie defensive player? A good rookie defensive player? I mean, I'd have to look back, but I don't, I don't know. Kendrell Bell was awesome in 2001. <laughs> I just see. I just think they trapped a bunch of busts, but they whatever. Do. They absolutely do, but I. Chase yeah. here was good as a rookie, but I'm, I think he's going to be good. Yeah, Chris, they only drafted the most inspirational football player since Tim Tebow and Ryan Shazier. I mean, he's moving around good these days. Yes, he was catching passes on the field yesterday. Chris, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 15 to what odds? Ed Oliver for the Wrong. Buffalo Bills. I think he's uh. going he's, he's gonna to get some sacks. He's going to be disruptive. Um, I looked at the list and I, I didn't like anybody else. I know I know who Logan's gonna say, Josh Allen. Because there's only one choice. I think he's gonna be only overshadowed on that defense by uh the Nguakwe or whatever his name is. Oh yeah, he's gonna be overshadowed by the guy you can't even pronounce and never heard of. 
Yeah, but he held out wanting $20 million, so he must be good. <laughs> well, it's pretty easy to, to determine the defensive rookie of the year. They've probably already engraved his name. Josh Allen may have 13 and a half sacks this year. He's going to be running wild. What's Logan smoking tonight? <laughs> um, we didn't have this on our sheet, so I'm just going to throw this one at you guys before we sign off here. Comeback player of the year. I threw it on there because I'm sliding in a sleeper, and I'm going to go with the Patriots' own Josh Gordon as the comeback player of the year this year. I can't imagine they actually give it to him because nobody wants to celebrate him at all, but I do think he has a heck of a year this year, assuming he actually plays more than seven games. Do you guys have any other ideas on a comeback player of the year this year? If Joe Flacco has some sort of like <laughs> resurgence to his out-of-body 2012 postseason, that's really there. There is a there is a circumstance where he wins it, um, and that that is Denver. Uh, Denver's defense is you know, Von Miller is nuts, and they have a you know surprisingly good year, and he throws 20 touchdowns and five picks. That's there is a scenario where he wins it. Any any chance like uh, Antonio Brown could win it from this all this offseason nonsense ah. he's had to go through? I mean, I, I I think Josh Gordon's a good bet because Goodell did say some good words about him, like encouragement. Like I think Goodell may realize, hey, these guys that are struggling with issues, maybe we shouldn't just kick them to the curb and be like, yeah. good luck, stay away. Whenever you're back, whenever you're doing better, come on back. We'll, we'll be here for you. <laughs> um, so I I think Gordon would be a logical choice there. I guess Le'Veon Bell is probably the most obvious one, right? Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, he's gonna be terrible. I mean, why did why did he? What's he coming back from? Like his own stupidity right now? <laughs> he's coming back from a long vacation. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is it's such a such an odd award because there's so much subjectivity as to whether or not you're you were gone. Garoppolo, I mean, there's he he was out all year. It doesn't have to be injury, right? Well, and then you think of like Andrew Luck won it last year, but did he really come back? Because he didn't stay very long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's wrap up this special NFL bonus episode of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast with uh, the two teams that you guys think are going to be in the Super Bowl and who wins it. Chris Collette, who's in the Super Bowl and who wins it? I'm going to go Chiefs and Eagles with the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Chiefs and Eagles. Hickman? I have those two teams both losing in the conference championships. Um, I'm going to go Panthers-Patriots with the Patriots winning and me crying. Can, can we agree that if the Patriots are in there that I don't have to watch the Super Bowl with Hickman? <laughs> That's fine. It's one of the worst experiences of all time. We're not watching at McClure Boyd's house either. Not no. no chance in hell of that happening. No, when we go to Boyd's house, games are terrible. Everybody wants to leave at halftime. It's not fun. And Paul George breaks his leg. <laughs> I split my pants one year. Bad memories. Don't want to do that again. <laughs> I actually uh, got a little bit of a, of a sneaky pick here. I'm going with the Chargers and the Rams, with the Rams wow. winning it this year. But I do think the Chargers survive uh, the, the AFC. So, boys, we'll end it with this one. Which NFL player do you think deserves to win a, the Super Bowl the most? Well, I mean, I've got a big-time homer pick with this, but our boy Jason Witten. Uh, I'm with you. I, I've, yeah, I've been thinking about this question Why? for a week, um, but I'm with you. He, I think he's the only answer here, Jason Witten. He's been a he's been a warrior, an ambassador to the game, a good dude. Uh, he's been to what the playoffs three times ever, and 
he basically ruined Monday Night Football last year for everybody. <laughs> are, are y'all being serious? But but now he's back doing what he's meant to do. Yeah, he wasn't meant to be on MNF. There there is a good chance that he runs his forty times over five. Like great chance. <laughs> Fun fact about Jason Witten, my high school team played his once and I was credited with a tackle on Jason Witten. Ooh. I did not make a tackle on Jason Witten. I was credited <laughs> with a tackle on Jason Witten. Well take it. <laughs> who, who deserves to win the Super Bowl? Or yes. Oh. Who deserves? I was. I honestly thought about Philip Rivers for a second. That uh, guy's a. That guy's the biggest loser in football. He just yells at people. No, I mean, if I had fourteen kids, I would yell at people all the time too. So, <laughs> I do understand. I'll go with Cam. I would like to see him win a Super Bowl. He take. He takes a lot of shit from from people that's undeserved. So. <laughs> I'm going sorry, to did you say deserved or undeserved? Undeserved. <laughs> one of his teammates, another one I thought of was Julius Peppers. Okay, that's fair. It'd be cool. I, I like Julius Peppers. He's always, yeah, I'd lo- love to see him win one. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been fun. We'll get back at it here soon with our regularly scheduled weekly episode of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast. Again, check us out on Twitter at Sports Nuts Pod our Facebook group, Sports Nuts and Beer Guts. And then please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you listen to these podcasts. It's been fun. This is the NFL bonus episode of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts. <laughs>